and welcome to the latest version of Craggy Island Rugby. It's a couple of minutes before kickoff, William. What are your thoughts for today? It's a huge game. Oh, this is a massive game. This is the biggest game of the season so far, and it could well finish up defining the season because I think it'll be ourselves and Scarlets looking for that sixth place in the European qualification. We've got a strong team out tonight. They're missing a lot of guys still on Welsh duty. So, uh, yep, this is our night, and I expect us to win. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now observe a minute silence for the late, great Jack Kyle. Okay, well, 20 minutes in, we're 8-3 down. We've had an abysmal start to the game, but we've at last got some points. Yeah, it was a shocking start, very nervous, tentative start by just about everybody on the side. Very stop-start staccato game. And um, we've picked it up a little bit now, uh, but that penalty was vital, 8-3. Two hold in the game, and they've got to up the consistency and the pace. Yeah, we've just made another mistake from the kickoff. That's two in a row now, and we've given them field position. They got a penalty early on. Let's hope they don't get another one here. At least the scrum has been good. Okay, William, half time, 8 3. Um, strange game. Yeah, it's a very strange game. Uh, Sonically, Props had to change his shorts, I think, three or four times. <laughs> uh, and that's almost as exciting as it's been. It's been incredibly stop start. Don't like criticising referees, but I think he's had one of these games where he spent too much time talking to the players and explaining what he wants and in the scrums it just just the whole thing just needs to move on we did manage to um, lift our pace and we're played it at the pace we want they really are trying to slow the game down it's 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 the way they're almost playing um, in phase play at times so 8-3 look it's it's all to play for we've we've got to overcome our nerves and we've got to um, really hit the line start of the second half yeah it'll be interesting to see we've, we've done very well throughout the season with our second half the first 20 minutes of the second half we've always managed to do something at half time expecting something here now because we definitely need to lift the pace when we've lifted the pace we've looked a lot better it's, it's a strange strange thing normally the Welsh teams like the pace higher but they're the ones slowing it down we need to bring it up Mills has, has really come to life he's made one brilliant break and he's he's really dragging the guys up because they were pretty down at the start yeah I, I, they, they looked frozen in time at the start really and it it's surprising but it's maybe just the pressure of the game uh, he has lifted his game a couple of really nice offloads to Bundy Aki uh, who's on his shoulder he's like a limpet with him and that has helped us get into the game but it's still very it's very nervy and it's very inconsistent and I expect the bench uh, changes for both sides will be important Willie Falloon could make a big difference I think here for us I, I'm a little surprised he didn't start Okay, well, 
I, I just recorded that bit of pressure that Connacht took a great line out from just outside the 22, drove it in, but dropped the ball over the line. But we are leading 11-8. It's been a hell of a start to the second half. Yeah, we've picked up the pace considerably in another one of our brilliant first 20 minutes of the second half performances. And it's um, we're now paying it at the pace we want to pay it at, a lot more direct. Still a few odd decisions coming from our referee at uh, the scrum, but... I think this game is now there for us. They're starting to look a little bit tired, and surprisingly, they haven't started clearing their bench, which is the usual Senecli performance. Okay, William, we got the win we wanted. We got there in the end, we grounded out. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, it was a very tough performance. It was a strange game because really the opening five minutes cost us the eight points they got. And after that, they never really threatened. It was a really peculiar. I don't even think they had a shot at goal after that period. And it was a game played really between the two 22s most of the time. Uh, we worked very, very hard, picked up the pace uh, after half time, And a lovely try by Matt Healy. And uh, just a slight pity, but you can't be, can't be that fussy. But the bonus point that they've picked up here, someone maybe we would have wished didn't happen. But we'll take the win, move on. Absolutely, especially after being 8 0 down. And Bundyaki's going to get a big cheer here as he got final of the match. season rolls on that's six wins we had six wins all of last season we've got six wins and we're not even into December yeah like that's the whole that, that's the whole thing of where we are now the expectations are different if we'd gone 8-0 down this time last year I think the game would have got away with us because it was a disastrous first 15 minutes but we settled in got back to it and um, yeah look it rolls on it's just they'll they'll analyze this and then they'll move on You introduced the podcast. Me. He stopped me. That's he brilliant. Went, and he went, no, yeah, you have to do that again. I went, oh, right, yeah, welcome to Craggy Island Rugby. Oh, brilliant. So we've done this already, and now yeah, we're just absolutely. now we're, we're celebrating it within the podcast. Good work, William. William's our new producer as well, because someone, <laughs> someone had to take control after my shabby, shabby work on the sidelines. Dave Finn's back. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Uh, I would like to point out I haven't heard last week's uh, protest uh, feel, felt very much shafted but I, I'm back now and I'm, I'm going to point out that my first eight minutes will be terrible but after that I'll be fine <laughs> Dave, Dave I just want to say like, I, I took you aside before I announced the team to the rest of the lads I talked to you, you know, I did it the right way oh, no, I accept, I accept the manager's decision and it was you know, we got the results in the end but ultimately you always feel disappointed if you're not part of the team so you get, you get, geared, <laughs> you get geared up and you get out there because you sit, I'm, a very, I'm a very bad watcher of, of podcasts when they're being recorded I, I feel like I I can't jump in, but you have to sit in your hands and accept that the boss knows what he's doing. Well, at least you know, you know, it was a rubbish game last week, and it was a tough podcast. You know, at least we've got a good game to talk about, a good second half to talk about today. Oh, point out, if you can't talk about for 20 minutes about Mara Grimasco's hair, you really shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I was going to say I have to introduce William and Alan, but you guys have already been introduced anyways. Yeah, Mara Grimasco's hair is just going to be left. I just completely ignored you there. Whatever. Uh, William, well, you've already been welcomed along, but uh, what do you make of that? That was a very good win. Uh, terrible start. First 15, 20 minutes was pretty awful. The first half was rather unforgettable. Uh, once again, we. <laughs> Sorry. Rather, rather unforgettable, yeah. yeah well, forgettable, <laughs> correct. Um, whatever happened at the team talk, we came out in the second half with a much better game plan, got stuck in. 
they never looked like scoring just a little pity they got their uh, bonus point which they probably really didn't deserve we should have been we should have been further away with the amount of possession we had but look it's a win it was a crucial game we won it job done I we wish won. the iconic documentary was being done again this year because I'd love to see one of those team talks from this season oh, we, we have what to, goes we on? Have they, to find, have, they all we, have iPads they must be analysing every last detail well, we, we have to find out a way of getting into there at half time because it really is phenomenal we expected it we said it in the commentary that it could be coming this third quarter surge iconic may be in the right position to do it and that's well, exactly I, was, I was just talking to one of the lads out there and we'd said it before about five or six minutes before half time we were going okay we need half time we need to get into half time and watch this. I think we mentioned it at half time yeah, we, we did you know we're expecting something in the second half. We want to see the game, the pace of the game raised. They had, they wanted it slowed. They were they were just kind of mucking about from one thing to another. Once we brought the game up and, and kept hold of the ball and moved it around a bit, they weren't able to live with it. That's uh, Alan Deegan, in case you're wondering. His voice is gone from yes, him. Uh, he's wearing a Sneed or a Tevez, as I like to call it. <laughs> he's, he's in a bit of trouble. Uh, Dave, yeah, your take? It turns on the Bundyaki tackle. It turns on that. It t- I mean, it, it, was a, it was a statement of intent from him, personally, from the team, and it was a, state, it was a statement that they couldn't answer. Um, we look at it, there was individual, the, the, its individual errors were cut out in the second half. There were very few. There were, there were some, and there's things that we need to look at in terms of how the second half went. It, 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 sloppy, there was a lot of drop balls, but I think that it did, again, the second half, there was a shower. Yeah. But the first eight minutes, it was three mistakes in a row. It was the missed, the, the letting the, it was the missed uh, kickoff. It was then Jack, for some reason, calling for the ball, stopping and going again, yeah. and allowing it to bounce. And fair play to Harry Robinson, he, he finished it well. Uh, I don't know, who, I don't know who got the ball, but yeah, I think it was the out half Shingler. Shingler, yeah. Shingler yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we, then we get our three points, and we probably do a second dropping of the ball, which was doubly, which was double down on because then we knocked it on, having let it go through the hands. Mm-hmm. But the second half, the mistakes that were made were either right, on, well, unfortunately, either right on the on the Scarlet's line, yeah. or were immediately followed by an even bigger mistake by the Scarlet. So it worked out in the end. That's this, but the perform- weirdly, this, you know, you always talk about performance, and Pat goes on about performance and process. Screw that. That was all about the result, yeah. and then the result was all that matters. And that is that is what we take from it, and knowing that we can get much better. I can't help but think at the end of the game we were probably ten points a better team. So there is that, but we we, we don't mind about the bonus point right now because it's too early in the development of this team to be that picky about it. Or maybe you do, will you? Yeah, statistically, it was there to be had. Wasn't it, it was there to be had. There to be taken off them as well. Yeah, that, that that's the point because mm. then you you think well, will we go over there and get one? It's look, you, you can. Maybe during the Six Nations if we continue this upward curve like. yep possibly um, look you, you don't really it's not that much of a concern mm. uh, it was all about they had to this was a must the most must must win game and they did it and um, yep I like it. Yeah, must win, and then in brackets, must win, followed by must win. Must win. <laughs> it, was, it's that, it was that simple. And I thought we were quite nervous at the start. That's where I think the mistakes, they, maybe the, they all knew the pressure. Uh, they knew what was at stake, and it took them a while to settle in. And the the, the more senior players, I mean, Mulyaina took a couple of responsibilities on, where he took the ball and ran, looked for gaps, moved the game on, and, and made and that big break. Like it was break. just just before Bundy made his big hit, he made that big break, big scything break, and an offload. I think he had three offloads in a row, and they all went to Bundy. Yeah. You know, Bundy was just as I think you said it at one stage, he was like a limpet. He was just attached to him, yeah. and that took the pressure. That the confidence went got in then. Mm. Um, 
and as I said during the earlier press, you might want to edit this out, but I, the referee had an, an interesting game at times. He's, he was a <laughs> peculiar... He's a good ref. Why, didn't, why do other people think he's a good ref? Because he's unpredictable, yeah. I think. Well, he didn't ref the offside line, but I liked the way he didn't do it for both sides. <laughs> well, that, that, yeah, well, we were offside at the end. Yeah, we, were, we, were, we were offside constantly, and so were they. But that, uh, didn't, that didn't suit us. No. We wanted we had, we had a backline who needed a bit of space to run the ball, and they never had it because they were so far offside. Dave's replacement in the podcast last week, Andrew said that he was saying that in sorry, there was no need for that dig; it just didn't work. It was out. Don't worry about that. Um, no, but yeah, just carry on, Dave. No, but it's interesting. It actually, there's two things. Both of which the guys have highlighted. It was the first time I've ever seen a touch judge actually try and move a team back at one of our shows, <laughs> yeah. and he failed miserably. But at least he was trying. He was. And. Yeah. The other thing was going was, was Hodges was looking at every scrum and every scrum, both sides into the second row. Mm. And I said it to mm. we had two of the Scarlets backroom team room with us initially before and I said, I said, look, that didn't go in straight. And he went, Yeah, none of them do. And they're, they're philosophical. But I thought Hodges, I liked Hodges because before yeah. I thought he's been pretty good. I thought tonight he was well this is, I was, it was something I was making a point, but it's, he's the second time at least this season in particular, experienced refs changed the way they refed us by the time the second half had come along because it was like they were starting the game refing us as if oh this is only Connacht they'll always do the wrong thing they're going to penalise us and you sort of get a bit frustrated there was at least two scrums in the first half how he gave them the penalty when it should have been us was phenomenal as far as I was concerned but in the second half they turned around and it's, it's you know they, they, I think they're beginning to realise we're a proper rugby team now So what I like about him and what I think is really important is control last week's referee whose name has gone from me at this stage was it Wilkinson uh, or no, it was Whitehouse. Whitehouse he had no control his authority was meaningless he was given the same penalties at the start of the game that he was given at the end no one was listening to him when Hodges stops the game when Connick get a penalty and stalls for a second and scares the entire ground and the entire Connick team to make a point that he was sick of people talking back to him mm. that's authority and that's I'll go, I'll go to William that. That's something I think is missing sometimes. I'll tell you what is missing. I said this to Alan before the game started this evening. We didn't put it on the start of our the podcast. There's a real problem in rugby it, with this constant yamming and whinging yeah. at referees. Last night's game, Donegal Callaghan constant, non-stop. The referee in the end basically turned around and told him to go away, get back, and he just kept coming. The time's coming. Get a yellow card out and say, you're going to have 10 minutes in the bin. Go and talk to yourself. We go back to Dylan Hartley getting the red card in the Premiership final yeah. because he told Wayne Barnes where to go. Now, yeah. many people want to tell Wayne Barnes where to go, but you can't do it on the pitch. Nobody talks back to Nigel. Yeah. Nobody talks back to him. I mean, there's often times you really think Nigel makes mistakes and he wants to do it, but no one talks to Nigel. Hodges is, is, is one of the guys. He's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of them are still, they're not top, They're not doing many internationals. We don't get the English refs. We don't get the French refs. Mm-hmm. We certainly, thankfully, we don't get Steve Walsh. But, um, <laughs> but I think, I think we'd be interested. I want, we should really do a compare and contrast to how Hodges referees in to the guy coming next week, yes. who is the guy who got into the real problems with Richard Cockrell at Leicester because he Cockrell went oh, nuts right. with him. So he's coming, ne- he's oh, coming, really? he's oh. coming next week. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Next week's game is yeah, day on. Who won't care? And you know, it'll be a of a game. And also, will will which fifteen will be on send? Will be the thirds or the fourths? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, there's probably some club side from just outside Beirut. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, apparently Santa's here, so I think they, they might have him coming on in the second half. Do you remember that story of the Philadelphia Eagles where they had Santa on and they started throwing snowballs at him? It's legendary. Is, uh, is that just me? He was a really 
Bad Santa. Look it up on YouTube, folks. Okay. Look for Bad Santa at Philadelphia Eagles. It comes up, you know, in the NFL films. Yeah. They actually did a little segment on it in the NFL films. It's very funny. It was this ex-convict who ended up being Santa, who was like the worst-looking Santa ever, and people just went mental and threw stuff at him. I think well, that could happen. In Philadelphia, happen. they would. Yeah, they definitely would in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, we're, we're branching off. Hey, there was one question I wanted to ask. Uh, I, I did ask Pat Lamb, and, and the way I put it, Alan, is key games this year, 11 games played, right? Three of them, I think, there's been a lot of pressure. He suggested Edinburgh as well, but I wouldn't necessarily 100% agree. Although, actually, the way that game panned out, I would agree. I never thought of it. But the Dragons, Treviso, and this one were, unlike the other ones, had to win. Must win, as William said. So, yeah. just just take from there and let you all come in on that. There is a little bit of nerves in the team, but uh, David said it in the in the post game podcast, or Dave, sorry Dave, Dave said it in the post game podcast. <laughs> His mom will be proud of me. <laughs> he, he he made that point that there's a calmness, and again we saw the calmness. Yeah, yeah, it's something so we, 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 we start we, slow, we show the pressure, but we seem to get through it. It's something that's been there from the start of the season, and it's definitely something that I think Mills more than anyone else has brought to to the whole thing. The fact that you know you could see that there was there was issues there, um, but you know Mills makes the break, Bunny makes the hit. And all of a sudden, they're never winning this game. You know, even when we were behind and we were, we were struggling to Did get that little that, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I never yeah. felt as though we were going to lose. Yeah. Not from 8 0, yeah, 15 minutes in, yeah. Mills makes the break, Bundy makes the hit. And you can just see the younger guys, and that's what they're here for. That's why we want them. This is something we've never had before. We've always needed something I was saying about, I don't know, 10 years ago. We needed someone who's won a cup of some sort to help our guys understand it's just, you know, a bit of calmness at the right time. And moving on. It's significant. I mean, I think I think the one guy we haven't talked about is Tom McCartney. Yeah, because he started that turnover for Detroit. Did you spot that? He, uh, the ball came out the side. He scoops it. He, he scoops it up off the ground to Finley Beelham, and Beelham pops it off to uh, Molina, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Molina gives it to Healy, and Healy does this great kick and chase. But it starts with turnover quick, and McCartney, being the Kiwi that he is, I'm going to turn this into a try. Well, I think McCartney was significant. We, the, the, I'm not saying the line was perfect. There, was, there, there weren't as many lost, but I think he's not. He's not. He is. I think he's over as a hooker, but he can also play loose head. Significant it's that he can. So yeah, <laughs> yes, well, yes, because you know, big, big loose heads are, 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 you know, they're not that there apart from one small man from South Roscommon. Uh, yeah, but he's that. Yeah, he's wide, <laughs> and in a good way, in a good way, in a very good way. Yeah, he's, he's one of that. yeah, I think, I think he's one of the best loose heads in the in the in the Pro of Twelve. I don't know how there's three there's three Irish loose heads ahead of him. They, they brought on Jacoby uh, Adrianus and uh, you're 29 years of age, South African with him, and they're thinking, right, let's sort out this young lad. Uh, no. No, it didn't happen. Uh, the scrum was very solid. Lineout was a little bit disappointing. Their lineout actually was a was really high class. Wonderful calling, changing position, unreadable. I would have thought. Um, and that's, I suppose, what we would like to get to. Yeah, McCartney had a good game. Um, he's going to have to play a lot of rugby, I think. Uh, if Jason, Jason Harris Wright is, is is out for as long as I've heard, if we just he keep be... calling him a uh, hooker. Or sorry, if we just keep calling him a loose head, he mightn't be caught by the curse of the hooker at the moment in this province yeah. with the injury. So yeah, maybe we should. Anyways, that's just a random aside. Let's get some, some audio. Go for it. Pat Lamb and uh, Bundyaki. Pat, those halftime team talks are going to become legendary now because Connacht are probably one of the best third quarter teams in the Pro 12 and the way you started that second half changed the game. Like. Yeah, we, we all knew that um, it wasn't a great start and um, it wasn't, you know, we, we targeted defence and breakdown as, as, as a, a key area for us and um, and we knew that, uh, you know, um, if we can, you know, obviously control the ball and, we, you know, we just we didn't get the kick off, we, we lost the we gave penalty away and then, you know, didn't claim the high ball, little things and 
And then uh, at halftime, we just spoke about, you know, I just challenged us here, fellas. You know, one of the things we've prided on ourselves is the unseen stuff off the ball, which is a big focus for us today. You know, we, although we're on live on Sky and TG Car, it's not about that. It's what we you gain respect by off, what you do off the ball. And um, so I just asked the question, are we really? Are we really working hard off the ball? Because we didn't really have too much option. Attack. We allowed them to uh, control our ball carriers, control our breakdown. So um, when you ask the question and they all say, no, nah, it's not. So just, you know, it's time to get back to the conic way. And um, and then we also knew that we're trying to play in front of them, either to get them behind or go direct. And, um, you know, we did that and we showed some good passages. Still wasn't perfect second half, but the thing I'm pleased is we've used experiences of all the other games on how to grind and get back into a game. We used that from our season so far. And, uh, and the boys came back. Um, you know, I thought Mills Mills was unbelievable out there. You know, he gave so much calm. Every decision, he was like reading us when we were in the box. We were saying we could see what's on, and Mills would always do exactly what we're seeing. And uh, he was phenomenal. And uh, and obviously Bundy, you know, his uh, his work on D was uh, got all got the boys a lift. So um, good effort all around to get the points. Um, but we just talked about process, get back, and uh, you know, there's a lot we have to work on. And but we can close this part um, and uh, get into the Europe now. It's funny, there has been a, lot, a few changes to this team as you've gone through the lads coming in, but there's probably only been three of the 11 games this season where the pressure has been so intense on the team to make sure they deliver. I think the Dragons will be one, yeah. Treviso away will be another, and now this, and maybe you can join Edinburgh yeah. as well. Yeah. But with that regard, the team seemed a little bit you know, tight at the start of the game. They seemed to, the nerves seemed to get them. They seemed to kind of play the occasion a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, training, we, we, have some, we haven't been some perfect trainings, but what I, what I said, we don't want to confuse um, uh, you know, a couple of guys maybe not ca- ca- catching the ball or, or with, with, with work ethic. We tend sometimes we drop our heads and say, "Oh, it's not working." No, it's just you know we're a team. Everyone has to do their role. So, you know, pick the guy who didn't quite do it right, pick him back up, and, and get back into it and stay focused. And um, you know, the only way you get back, we spoke at half time, and, and we've been speaking about it all season. Really, the only way you get back into games when you're behind is, is, is back into the team systems. You know, you won't get back individuals doing stuff. So uh, that was that was the key focus again at half time. OK, Bundy, um, really, really good result for Connick, first of all. So uh, you probably got that sense coming off the field how important that game was. You knew it beforehand anyways. It was just a crucial game that you had to get to win. Um, yeah, obviously you could see the way that the table set out. Um, you know, Scarlett was one point behind us, so uh, we knew it was going to be a difficult game tonight and uh, they certainly brought it in in the first 20 minutes, as you can see. Uh, big credit to them and big credit to our boys for fighting back, so yeah. One of the things we're talking about is uh, half-time, Connick seemed to be coming out in the second half of games all season and really changing things. You got your first view of a, a dressing room, maybe a little bit of pressure in the dressing room at half-time. What was said and what kind of feeling did you get? What, how come Connick came out so strong in that second half? Um, I think the boys already knew um, what they were capable of. You know, um, obviously we didn't play much footy in the first half, and you know a lot of pressure were put on each other, and um, a lot of pressure on each other to perform well in the second half. And um, obviously we've got to think about that in the upcoming teams because if we play good teams like uh, Leinster, obviously if we don't um, start well, then they're going to crush us. So um, hopefully we work on that uh, when it comes up to upcoming weeks against Bayonne, and uh, they're going to be a good team and tough game as well. So really physical game can you give us some idea of what you know how that compares to what you were playing in, in the MPC like? um, yeah it was confrontational over here um, you know a lot of there's a lot of tackling a lot of running to do but um, you know I'm enjoying it you know um, I like the confrontational things and um, you know it's uh, the system that Pat's got for our team it's 
uh, put out really well for us guys that like to do a lot of good tackles and uh, credit to the team for making me do the decision I did out there with a good tackle so yeah when the turnovers came to Connick made something of them and best example of that was the try like it was really quick hand straight away I suppose that's something you're saying a lot that you want to do once you get that ball turned over do something with it like yeah obviously um, we've worked hard really uh, really hard on each other um, you know when the pills handed over to us we want to make sure that we um, take every opportunity to get over that line and you know we've done a lot of work for our backs you know our backs have been working hard we've got a lot of good players on our team and um, big credit to Pat um, Andre and the guys behind the scenes that put a lot of work and a lot of um, energy into us to perform that we need to, uh, to perform well on the field and um, obviously you can see tonight you know the boys are putting in the efforts and putting out the results that we needed. Uh, what, was, what was it like at the end coming out with the crowd giving you that reception? Oh it was awesome, yeah. uh, very awesome um, you know I don't have that kind of feeling back at home you know um, but you know there's a lot of people that um, they have a lot of support for you and, and the team and you know like I'm enjoying it here in Ngoi uh, people have been so friendly um, been so welcoming and as I said last week you know um, just you know it's all about moving forward and moving upwards from here Okay, we're discussing what next week's podcast should be. Maybe we should do some sort of like, uh, you know, like fighting talk on BBC. We should just do some sort of game here on the stand after it because there won't be much to talk about, really. Well, probably not. You know, the European... Set up a that proper European, fighting talk. That you? European stuff is just muck. That European competition we're in just doesn't... Who cares? Yeah, who cares? And we're trying to organise flights. I'm going to be travelling for 14 hours to be... Actually, do you know what? Let's just stop oh, there. Let's just stop there. No. Hit the brakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're in Bayonne, I'm here to see the lovely people from Bristol come over. So I'm going to be drowned in cider. Which oh, is, you know, it's not the first time I've been joined this idea here, but this will be brought over from Bristol. Oh, uh, great, <laughs> great cider down that end of the world. So oh, I played, rug- I, I played rugby over there. Hey, hang on, these are conversations for next week. We don't have rugby <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Finley Beelham, start with him. What a game. He comes off the bench. He's only, what, 23 years of age. We have two props here under 24. And the performance of Beelham in the tight head role, really encouraging. It was. like two, The two penalties we got in the second half came from scrums, and, and he was a major part of it. Mm. Um, Certainly, it's 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 great to see. I, it was, he wasn't someone I was had huge confidence in over the last year or two. Any time I'd seen him, I was a little bit sort of dubious about what he was bringing to us. But he certainly seemed to do it today. Yeah, he he, had, he did very well uh, when he came on, and I would be as dubious as Alan. I think another thing was they were puffing hard after Ooh, 55 right. minutes I mean really puffing oh, yeah. you probably heard me mention that at one point when Connick looked sharp head, like, yeah. hands on the head sort of that old thing get the, get the air into the lungs and that was only on 60 odd minutes well I, I don't actually listen to you it's, it's Alan that does <laughs> yeah. 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 it shows you we're on the same wavelength <laughs> it's definitely Finney Beelham is effectively our fifth choice tight head yeah. and he's I've seen him at Eagles and he's he did some fantastic work at loose head but never he never played three uh, for the Eagles he's at He's, he's the replacement tight end because at the moment we're talking about hookers going down yeah. Rodney seemed to pick up a calf injury there so that's oh. why he came off yeah. so Finney oh. might well, stop, well, lock, well locks might get in I, I, I know this is going to sound nuts we were talking about the pump I think the shorts issue was about them not being fish they kept going yeah. Phil John and, yeah, and yeah. Peter Edwards changed their shorts three times yeah. each in the first half yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was all about they were too tight if your shorts if you're, if, and that's a mental thing as much as if you think your shorts are too tight First of all, who it's rugby? It's the prop forwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get well, every pair of shorts a prop forward should wear should be too tight. It's just the nature of who prop forwards are. But I think that was about a mental a mental issue with them. It got into their heads. Mm-hmm. They were puffing. They were blowing. And Buckley, who is nobody because again he's not in the Ireland squad, so therefore they think Kilcoyne. Well, I mean Kilcoyne's a good Kilcoyne and McGrath are good. Look at side. But because they think Buckley's not in the Ireland squad, and apparently every Connacht 
prop is in, is in the Ireland squad he goes under the radar they don't and they should know who he is because he started most games and they underestimate every, everyone, everyone is underestimating and he's fabulous keep doing it they think they can solve yeah, it by yeah, the guy who comes up I have to say I'm quite happy with it you know we can't keep losing all our scrummagers up to the Ireland squad if we're going to keep keep moving on and yeah like yeah, I'd like to see him getting better recognition but not just yet they started so quickly they thought it was going to be one of those wins that they get against us a lot they, they hadn't lost them since 2011 I think the sort of side that comes here and wins these type of scrappy yeah. games, 11, yeah. exactly, and they, they 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 get in their plane and go home and think, how did we do that? And they've they've done it to us repeatedly over the years. Um, they were pretty angry coming off. It was a little bit of a f- handbys kerfuffle job, but they looked very fed up and quite disjointed at the end. William, William, if I gave you. Bayon at home win, Munster at home win, Edinburgh at home win, three defeats with nothing from the other games. Would you take my hand off right now? Um, you want something out of Leinster and the RDS, don't yeah, you? People w- are starting to target uh, that. Yeah. Any Munster win will do me. Yeah. Any win against Munster will do me. I take nearly lose every other game of the season and take that Munster win. The, the celebrating the of the missed conversion yesterday was the exact example of, like, if you're, if you're a Munster fan, and I know if you're listening to this, you're not one of those fans, because if you're taking time to listen to a college rugby podcast, you're one of the good Munster fans. <laughs> <just long>. yeah. <laughs> but the people jumping around at that missed kick, you got to know how to tone it down a little bit. You should have lost the game. Anyways, I've gone off track. Any other little highlights from the game? Um, let's see, highlights from the game. Uh, just, just common sense second half. A common, common sense second half. And also, everybody, we didn't. It's, it's a bugbear in mind, especially in international rugby, that you, that you can bring off all your front row after 20, after 60 minutes. We tonight we didn't. I mean, okay, sorry for Dave Heff, sorry for Locke, didn't get their game time. Sorry for Craig Ronson, didn't get his game time. But the substitutions tonight were either enforced or sensible. Yeah. Uh, Brownie had a bad game. He'll know it. He'll feel bad about himself. The call was being to me. Mick, on, Mick goes on, storms into, the, wins the, disrupts the first lineup. Yeah. Rodney was an injury. Kieran probably on the uh, rules to protect him. He was, him. Hurt. He was, he, uh, was he, hurt. He was Mil- Mills, Mills is still, Mills is still not a hundred percent. No, no, he was looking. I was watching. He was looking. He was looking over. He was looking <laughs> at the side. Like, oh, come on, come on, take me off. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> And, and like only seconds after putting in a, like a like well, what should have been a penalty, yeah. but putting his body on the line for an absolute crucial intervention to probably stop oh, the try. Yeah, he could, it, you know, it looks as though it's good. Yeah, probably stopped the try. You know, he, he, you know, I think there was three of them guys, and you know, feet feet in first. I thought that's you know, yeah, that's, that's how all blacks win games. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was like watching your back. So, how is that not a penalty? But he's with us, so it's okay. Yeah. No, I'd like to, to, to bring Matt Healy's try was fantastic. I'm a huge, huge fan of Matt Healy. The yeah, beyond the brilliance of the quick turnover. Individually, Healy, outstanding. Absolutely, and and, and and just the, the tackle. He made a huge tackle at one stage in the second half as well. That was badly needed. You know, they, they, I think they did a three on one, and he just smashed his man, um, who tried to smash him, and like because he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he, you know, he really, he, he's so aggressive, and he's so into it. Like he, he used to play scrum half, or he played scrum half, or something, because he plays wing like a scrum half, and yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan of him. And, and McSherry was excellent. He was our best back in the first half. He was incredible in the first half. He was everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, when the first half, Jack's first kick across to the wing, which for some reason we, we telegraphed it about nine times in the game and we got away with it nine times yeah, in the game. Which goes to show, we, we learned during the game. Scarlett seemed to, seemed to forget during the game. <laughs> but he, he kicks it over and it's Dave Mack on the wing. Now, I'm in my head thinking, well, not Danny, who's taller, uh, uh, not uh, Mills, who you know can leap. With Steve, and he knocks it back and does it perfectly. You're thinking he is—if he 
had was less kamikaze in his approach to, to approach to his game and just didn't stick his head in where most people wouldn't put somebody else's dog, um, he would be he would be getting higher recognition. And again, as with Dennis, I'm glad he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah he, he gives us you know gives us a core of really really good solid excellent players who we can build a team around and then have our Kiwi friends come in and help us out too so it's not just all about them we do have Irish lads doing the same thing You've made an impact on them They have I think they have I think it's 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 as you say we mentioned earlier on the calmness that they bring the self-belief Hey final thoughts um, Final thoughts well, yay, we're four points ahead of them. We're a game. We can actually, I mean, they'd have to win their next game and get a bonus point to get ahead of us, and we would have to lose without a bonus point. Um, it's, no, again, it's entirely feasible. This is rugby, and this is Connacht going up to the RDS. Uh, I wouldn't like to play them with the likes of, uh, like, uh, Samson Lee playing. I wouldn't like to play them with Jonathan Davis in the centre. I wouldn't like to play them. Williams, Priestland. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Priestland. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, so I'm quite happy to take the points off them when Wales are playing the fourth international. They really don't have to play, but that's the Welsh Rugby Union's fault, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it's not w- something we've been able to do for years. It's not behind we've been playing them at this sort of time of year and at for four six minutes nations. today. It felt like all the other and yeah, it was like that. Except that it's all changed, and and yeah, we still have a long way to go to move ourselves up. But we definitely are a real solid middle of the table team. Final thoughts, man. Yeah, I think if you carry that forward to the to the monster game on January the first, which is we gotta be monster, <laughs> that is serious stuff. They they could arrive here with a bit of a mixed up side because they've got a lot of rugby in this mad schedule that all the inter uh, the between the interprovincials and top of the table games. It's a crazy. It's the it's most like, it's the most insane fifteen days I've ever like, seen in my life. And do Ireland do camps over Christmas as well? Yeah, sure. Let's let's <laughs> let's take the most the most marketable games in the entire season and make sure that like. We have a game between Munster A and Ulster A last night on TV. Yeah, nice. madness, madness. Having said that, you know, how many people were here tonight? Five, six. Yeah, it was a really good crowd. Six. Biggest non-interpro league game crowd yeah, that we've had. Yeah, ever, ever, I would yeah. say, but without, without a shadow of a doubt. Which previous to that was the one last week, which was Zebra, who, yeah. I mean, okay, Mills puts 1,500. Actually, I would have thought, given the game was both available on TG4 and on Sky, you would have thought there would be less people in. I thought we'd be, I should be thinking, oh, we get the usual, the hardcore, but a few yeah. of the guys might go, oh, it's a bit cold, I might go watch in the pub. Nah, they came out, it was even better. No, no, I saw them in town, I came, I like to walk, I like to come through town about an hour and a half before and get a feel for whether there's people coming and I was going, okay, this is going to be a big one. You just got a feeling, like, town is because of the Christmas market and whatever but you just knew there was a lot of people there going to the match My final thought if they, if they get a bonus point win against Bayonne and if they snuck a win over there would that help? Like how much does that help? Because we don't care too much about this competition but let's say they get two wins they're capable of it. Uh, they are capable of it because Exeter sent a scratch team there and only lost yeah. um, very surprisingly and I think they were quite upset by it but um, I think you're still in a competition that can throw you into a quarterfinal. Yeah, I think the thing the thing about it is you'll just take that competition as you go, see where you finish up. You will probably have to win all six games, which we can't do now, to get a home quarterfinal. So you'll, you'll see where you are. And um, But it's just the whole feel of it is just wrong. That competition is a dead duck. No one cares. The, the, the Which one. is why we have to finish top six. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the point. Well, well, we, well, you know, we've got the bizarre seventh place playoff thing, which I'll explain. Some. Oh, is, is that happening this year, though? I don't yes. think it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Are you sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They changed it. They changed. How many times did they change? So they, they first of all had a format for next season, then they changed. Oh my god. Okay, so it's happening. Yeah. That's all that matters. And I mean, it's basically the seventh in the Pro Twelve. People just switch the kettle on. Carry on. 
seventh in the Pro 12 and the seventh in the Aviva Premiership will toss a coin. Seventh in the Pro 12. It's the seventh non-qualified team. team. So you could be, you could theoretically be fifth and be in the seventh place playoff because there might be an Italian and Scottish. There might be an Italian team and possibly a Scottish. No, it's not going to happen. There's no, no, it's never going to be a Scottish team or Welsh. Both the Scottish and the Welsh team below. Sixth place. Alan's fallen asleep, Carol. Yeah, but basically, so it's the seventh, seventh here, and the seventh, the next team that can qualify plays the seventh team, <laughs> plays the seventh team. You went in, down in, this road. Hey, listen, you started me. I'm not going to stop now. I'm making up. You took me out for a week. I'm going to make it last a week. I'm going to figure it out. At the moment, I'm dropping the audio now, and the music's coming over, and it's perfect. And of course, they changed everything to suit the French, so their game is actually going on. So they switched the order around as well. So basically, seventh, 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 seventh. Seven, seven, seven.